This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Future Talk podcast. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Omnial Saleh and Hany Balkis. Welcome back to Future Talk right here on Pulse 95. It is me, Hani Belqis, with Omnia Saleh, bringing you everything you need to know about what's happening in the tech world and in the UAE. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a jam-packed show starting from smaller and faster. Yes, indeed, because Apple is launching smaller and faster chargers. I'm sure everyone who owns an iPhone or a MacBook computer will find this news music to their ears. Yes, indeed. And also we're talking about Samsung and how they've officially confirmed the Galaxy S21 event and it's going to be on January 14th. Yes, indeed. So the Samsung is actually starting this brand new year with a bang and they're going to be launching brand new devices that we're going to be giving you a quick sneak peek at. But today is also a very special day because we are going to be discussing one of the most amazing treatments and most innovative t- treatments that have been launched in the healthcare industry. Dr. Ghalib Hosseini, professor of chemical engineering at the American University of Sharjah, will be joining us to talk a little bit about the brand new treatment for breast cancer one that is not near as harmful as Mm -hmm. uh, chemotherapy can be Mm -hmm. when it comes to impacting healthy cells in our bodies yes and we did talk about this story a couple of days ago right here on future talk but we had to bring in the expert himself to give us all that we need to know about this new treatment lots and lots is in store on the show if you have any questions for dr ghalib hasseni about uh, the brand new treatment that we're going to be discussing make sure you send in your questions at 4215 door to salat or sign into our dms at pulse95 Radio. Keep Pulse 95 locked. We'll be right back. Pulse 95. Daily digital news. Bits and bytes connect our world. Your quick roundup of everything that is happening in the tech world, in the UAE and around the world. Apple is making headlines today, but not with sad news this time. Not with news about the box of iPhones coming with no chargers, but rather with news about them launching smaller and faster chargers. Now, these chargers will be more heat efficient and they will allow for much, much faster charging speeds. Yes, indeed. Now, Apple is reportedly planning to bring smaller and lighter versions of its USB-C wall chargers and is expected to obtain orders for gallium nitride or GAN chargers for the same. Now, ever since I upgraded to the iPhone 12 and I've gotten that fast charger, Omnia, Mm -hmm. let me tell you something. I cannot go back. The charging (laughs) on the iPhone 12 is something literally out of this world. The way it charges 10 to 30 minutes, Omnia. From 20, I'll jump all the way to 80. So it is, I feel you on that one. <laughs> so I'm really excited on how they're going to be implementing new chargers on the MacBooks. Oh, that's going to be the best part about it. <laughs> because we do know that already MacBooks batteries are awesome. They're amazing and they're very and they, and they stay for a long time, very mm-hmm. long lasting. And thus when you have faster charging speeds on the MacBook that already stays for a long time, you're basically untouchable. Absolutely. And Apple is actually going to be using the GAN chargers, which use gallium nitrate technology, and they're going to be much more heat efficient. So if you're worried about your phone heating up or your charger is feeling a little too warm, you do not have to worry about this anymore because these chargers will be allowing for much faster charging speeds with no side effects, as we may say, despite the charger itself being actually quite smaller. And this is definitely very fitting in the day and age that we live in. Everything is becoming more compact, smaller, easier to fit in your pocket, Mm. in your purse. And uh, this is exactly what Apple is aiming for as well. Yes, indeed. And I like it how you're saying in the day and age, we're saying things are becoming smaller and better and more compact. Mm. But the funny thing is nowadays, Omnia, 
when we're looking at mobile phones, it's they're the, only getting bigger, the bigger and better. <laughs> and when mobile phones first came out, it was better to be smaller. Yes. They wanted smaller phones, and now we want the biggest and the baddest. But GanFast has been adopted by several brands, such as Aki, Dell, Lenovo, and even Xiaomi, which is a competitor when it does come to Apple in the mobile device industry. So we're looking at how it's better, because number one, the heat. Now, how many times are you using your phone and your phone heats up so much when you're charging it? I mean, sometimes I feel like my whole body becomes hot because of how much heat is being immersed from that battery. But again, I'm looking at this right now and Apple does no longer include power adapters in the box with the iPhone and Apple Watch models. However, it does sell a variety of power adapters on a standalone basis. Now, Omnia, I do know that you got the iPhone 12. Mm -hmm. Do you have a standalone battery uh, charger, wall charger, plug? Uh, yeah. Or are you using a different one? No, I got the one that you usually would get with the iPhone 12. Yeah, I didn't buy the one that was from Apple. No way, I you bought got a, the... The Anchor one. Mm, okay. And let me tell you guys, I did pay a little bit less than Apple, mm-hmm. but I'm telling you, it's un- untouchable. Sa- if not better. It is amazing, amazing, amazing. I charge my phone 20 to 80% in around 30 minutes. I'll come home from the gym, plug my phone in the charger, g- do a shower, uh, get ready, and my phone is almost full. It's interesting that you mentioned this because I was actually looking for a charger for, let's say, the iPhone XS and the iPhone X models, and that one was fu- by Anchor and it was actually a lot faster than your usual Apple plugs. Yes, I mean, so we're saying that Anchor is coming into the industry, and uh, Anchor's products in general, whether it's power banks, plugs, or whatever, uh, their quality is top notch. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we did talk about Apple and what mm-hmm. they're doing. Let's go all the way to Samsung. Now, they're officially confirming the Galaxy S21 event, which will be held on January 14th of this month. Yes, indeed. So we have an official date for the latest lineup of Galaxy's flagship phones that are rumored to be the Galaxy S21, S21 Plus, and S21 Ultra. Now, this event will be taking place on the 14th of January. The company actually confirmed that through invitations to the new Galaxy Unpacked event. And the tagline for this year is Welcome to the Everyday Epic. For those of you who are wondering, it is also going to be happening online just like every single time. Um, In 2020, we've seen a lot of events completely being transformed online. The company is expected to announce three brand new smartphones at that event and they're all going to be successors to last year's Galaxy S20 lineup. Yes, we're looking at a pair of matching S21, S21 Plus phones that are expected to be largely similar except in size. That's the same thing that we saw this year with the Apple iPhone, or should I say last year, (laughs) and a more premium S21 Ultra model that will offer even better specs and camera, which will be similar to its 2020 counterpart, which would, in addition, it will have a curved display and support for Samsung's S Pen stylus. Now, I don't know how many people use the S Pen or the Mm. pen in general. I see a lot of phones that come with Samsung, the Galaxy Note, uh, etc., but I don't, I don't know anyone who uses the pen. I feel like the pen is a little bit of a luxury when it comes to uh, Samsung's lineup. I agree with you on that one. I feel like it's very similar to the Apple stylus pen that people usually purchase with or an it even comes with an iPad. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people do opt to buy that separately for the Samsung phone in case they want to use it uh, for multiple reasons all at once. Now, what's interesting about this new lineup is that Samsung is going for the curved display while Apple was actually returning back to that square, very sleek 
design with its iPhone 12. There's not a lot of glean from the event teaser video that you can watch um, on all of their social media platforms, but it does appear that the Galaxy S21 camera module will be floating inside a translucent cube. But practically every detail of those new phones already seems to have been leaked by a lot of analysts. Yeah, a lot of people do wait for that 14th January event to see how they will truly look like mm. and what features they will be including. Yes, Samsung is coming out with a bang in the beginning of 2021, the new year, January 14th. Mark it on your calendars. The event will kick off at 7 a.m. Pacific time and 10 a.m. Eastern time in the United States. Yet we have no confirmed timing right here in the UAE, but obviously you might see it online. So I just want to know your guys' thoughts. 4215 or on our Instagram at Pulse95Ready, whether or not you're excited for the Samsung Galaxy S21 event, which is welcome to the everyday epic. 4215, but we're going to be taking a short break. And when we come back, we have a special guest, Dr. Ghalib Husseini. Yes, indeed. He's going to be telling us all about a brand new treatment for breast cancer that recently got patented in the U.S. Lots and lots is in store on the show. So keep Pulse95 locked and we'll be right back. You're listening to Pulse95. This is Future Talk. Future Talk. Future Talk with Amir Al-Saleh and Hany Balkis. The UAE has been accomplishing accomplishing a lot when it comes to the merging of the tech industry with healthcare. But right here in the heart of Sharjah, we have a new tech innovation that has to do with the treatment of one of the most scary diseases to any human being. Cancer is definitely a plague that has spread amongst many people and it delivers a lot of tough news for people who hear that they have it. But it doesn't have to be a death statement because nowadays a lot of treatments have been coming out and the most recent of them all is one that was actually created by researchers at the American University of Sharjah. They have recently had their patent uh, approved in the United States and joining us today is Dr. Ghalib Husseini, Professor of Chemical Engineering at AUS, who actually joined uh, him and alongside his team in Cancer Research Group at AUS, have actually been able to create the novel breast cancer treatment that is all based on nanoparticles. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Ghalib. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure Fun to have to be you on this program. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Doctor. Can you talk to us about the use of nanoparticles in your new cancer treatment? Okay, so um, uh, I think I'm going to answer some of the questions that you asked previously. But the idea is we know that we're all familiar with the side effects of conventional chemotherapy where the drug is delivered systemically, which means to have the body affects healthy as well as disease cells. And so the idea is in front, instead of just having this systemic concentration or the systemic drug throughout the body is to kind of just focus it on the tumor side. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we take the chemotherapy, we put it inside a capsule, a nano capsule, and then um, so that once it's injected in the, in the, you know, in the blood of the patient, it goes to the heart, the heart pumps it everywhere, but it doesn't interact with healthy cells because now it is confined in this nano nano capsule, nanoparticle. Mm -hmm. Now, um, once it reaches the tumor site, then what we do is we open it up, we release the, the contents at the tumor site uh, using uh, ultrasound. Mm -hmm. um, now, what's new, there has been groups before that has worked on um, uh, ultrasound that has worked on these nano capsules. We call them liposomes. Um, what's new with ours is there's something also, we added something extra to target the cancer cell before the ultrasound, and that is called receptor mediated endocytosis. And don't panic, I'm going to explain <laughs> to you what this means. 
it basically it's basically the key and lock mechanism so mm. just kind of imagine that you have cancer that has a lock on the surface of this cancer and you put a key on the nano capsule so that it goes to that lock it fits inside that lock mm. uh, and once it fits inside that lock and it accumulates and very large quantity at the tumor not anywhere else or not as much anywhere else then we uh, turn on the ultrasound and release the the contents right to the tumor site okay so, so mm. that's what, what excited, uh, what's exciting about it it's interesting that you mentioned that you are currently uh, basing the release of the drug using the ultrasound can mm. you talk to us a little bit about how the treatment would go like so if a patient goes in just like they would for a chemotherapy session they would go in to be treated with those nanoparticles how would the drug be released into the patient's body is it the minute that the ultrasound is placed on a specific body part that would signal uh, mm. the drug to be released yeah, so that's an excellent question. So uh, I just talked about the key unlock mechanism and part of the key unlock mechanism, if you wait long enough, mm -hmm. the drug will be able to get inside, but we don't want to wait too long. Mm -hmm. What we do is we allow it maybe about half an hour to accumulate at the tumor site using the key unlock mechanism and the lock and the key that we're using is called Herceptin and Herceptin is overexpressed on uh, breast cancer cells. Mm -hmm. So once it's there, then we apply ultrasound. Why ultrasound? Ultrasound is benign. Mm. And I had three kids. I'm very familiar with them. I mean, I use ultrasound in the lab, but I'm very familiar <laughs> with them also mm. in clinics because this is how we made sure that our three kids were, were healthy. Um, it is, it's benign. The technology is very well understood. It's been around since the 1940s. And so we understand the equations. We understand exactly the physical phenomena. We understand what happens. Um, it's very easy to apply. You don't need surgery. That's one nice thing about ultrasound is you can just apply it from the outside and it, it focuses it exactly on the tumor side so that it releases the, uh, the, uh, the chemotherapy uh, to the cancer, to the cancer side. I want to add something because there's something called synergism synergism mm. is an added effect and they found out that if you use chemotherapy alone maybe you'll kill 40 percent if you use ultrasound let's say you kill 10 percent but you don't kill anything but say you can do. when you combine them together you don't get 50 percent you get 80 percent mm. there is a synergism that goes between the chemotherapy and the ultrasound so that's an added effect that when you add ultrasound even if you use smaller amounts of chemotherapy you're going to get big effects because of the synergy mm -hmm. amazing now obviously what inspired the idea behind this tech innovation to help treat cancer patients, breast cancer patients? Well, well, I, I, I got my PhD in this area, mm. Mm -hmm. not in what we're doing now per se, but I did get my PhD in chemotherapy mm. and I did use ultrasound. I had these expertise. And uh, throughout the years, I've been trying to perfect this nano capsule so that it's perfect. It reaches to the tumor side so that, you know, we can kill the cancers more preferentially. And uh, now we're getting to the, uh, how do you say, the performing phase where in that uh, high performing phase and hopefully we're going to see something in the clinic soon. We have definitely lots of hope for this breast cancer treatment coming up on the show. We're going to be talking a little bit about how effective it is and how efficient it is when we compare it to chemotherapy and other forms of cancer treatment such as radiation. If you have any questions for Dr. Ghalib Husseini, make sure you send them in at 4215-DO-IT-TISALAT or sign into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse 95.
A team of researchers at the American University of Sharjah have recently obtained a U.S. patent for systems and methods for targeted breast cancer therapies. And whenever we're talking about breast cancer, a lot of people have been having hope by using chemotherapy and radiation to completely, you know, recover. But with chemotherapy comes a lot of side effects that we could possibly use technology to help eliminate. This is exactly why today we are joined by Dr. Ghalib, who is Professor of Chemical Engineering at AUS. He, alongside his team in Cancer Research Group at AUS, have actually been working together to make breast cancer treatment become a much easier process. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Ghalib. Thank you very much. Uh, I just want to say something. I want to acknowledge that the uh, patent itself, uh, uh, I'm a co-inventor. I have Professor Mohamed Sayyah from uh, Chemistry, Mm. uh, Department of Chemistry. Maybe you know him also. Mm. And I have uh, one of my students, one of my master's students. I'm so proud of her. Her name is Amal Sadaq, and she's also a co-author co-inventor on this patent so that is uh, wonderful team that is phenomenal we definitely do need to give them credit as well amazing hats off to you and to them now doctor we know with radiation and chemotherapy it could be very tiring on the human body and i've had some family members who unfortunately had to go through chemotherapy and i saw the physical and mental uh, side effect of chemotherapy now how effective is this treatment in comparison to radiation and chemotherapy Okay, so so again, this uh, therapy is to, did not make it into clinic. Yeah, uh, we we do have we've done the chemistry, we've done the physics, we've done the cell work, we've done the cells uh, doing cell work, uh, which is which means it's like, can you guys lower the volume a little bit? Yeah, sure thing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So uh, also uh, in the test tubes. Um, now we're moving on to uh, doing it in, in in animals as well and. Uh, so we we have a patent we're trying to get a couple more patents with good animal studies we're probably going to approach a pharmaceutical company and mm-hmm. see if we can sell them and then the pharmaceutical company will go through the three stages of uh, a clinical trial stage one stage two stage three so mm-hmm. that's where we're at now we're we're hoping that the animal study work will work really well we're using mice <laughs> so hopefully it's gonna work well with mice and that's starting now it's got mm-hmm. approval that we're doing now so within six months, we should have good results. And if we have good results, there is another pending patent that is going to materialize uh, very soon, too. We're hoping to approach uh, drug companies and see if we can sell our technology. That is phenomenal to hear that it's going to be coming in hopefully quite soon. Uh, but Dr. Ghalib, walk us through the process and the technique uh, and the time it took to actually gain this patent from the U.S. A lot of people see the accomplishment and they tend to forget the tears and the sweat that went into creating uh, such a treatment. Can you walk us through the timeline from the time you started the research up until you actually applied for the patent? Sure. So in 2012, we got a very nice grant from the from AUS, and mm-hmm. the grant basically supported this project, starting mm-hmm. this project. And we had a team, we had professors from different departments, we had students from different departments, and we started to get good results. So just imagine 2012, at the time we set up the lab, we bought the equipment, we started getting good results in 2016. Mm-hmm. So just imagine how long it took. Now, in 2016, we uh, we submitted, 2017, we submitted for a patent. We submitted an application to AUS. They said, this is fundable. We're willing to fund it. And once we got that, then we also approached TACAMOL because TACAMOL is a U.S. organization, an, a, no, UAE a, a agency, and they fund, they try to increase the number of uh, patents in the UAE. Mm-hmm. And so they will fund up to 
50%, uh, sometimes up to 95% if you have a, a local on the, on the patent. Uh, so they fund part of this uh, uh, patent. And then once we got the approval, then we uh, went to a AUS, uh, contacted some uh, lawyers. Um, and then we went back and forth between the lawyers. We had several meetings just to get the patent submitted. That went for about, so we submitted the patent. We waited about a year and a half. Mm. And then in a year and a half, we started getting office actions, which would say, oh, but somebody has done this. Somebody has done this before. You have to show me that it's unique. Mm. So a patent is something unique. They look at the uniqueness of it. Nobody has tried it before. So they would bring papers and we say, no, no, but they haven't done quite this yet. No, they haven't done quite this yet. Mm. So at the end, we went back and forth several times with the examiner and the, and the United States uh, Patent and Trademark uh, Office, USPTO. Mm. Uh, and eventually he allowed it. So we got a notice of allowance. We had an interview with him July 2020. We got a notice of allowance August 2020. Uh, then we got, uh, uh, it was uh, granted December uh, 2015. So mm. you're talking about eight years to get to this point. Wow. Wow. Honestly, I mean, I would have... I, so I it's, been, it's been a long road. It's definitely been a long road. Um, it's, been, it's been worth it. It's very course. exciting. I love to go to work every day. But <laughs> to get to that stage, it's definitely lots of hard work. Obviously, we thank you, doctor. We thank your team for what you've done. Again, this is groundbreaking. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Dr. Ghalib, many people may be tuning in to us right now, young innovators who may have an idea but are worried that, as you've mentioned, it is a long path but also that it may not work out. What is one piece of advice that you would give to any student out there, to any uh, innovator out there that wants to start something? Uh, well, first of all, they have to try it because you don't know if it's going to fail or not if you don't try it. Mm -hmm. So you just have to put in the time, you have to invest in the time, you need to be diligent about it. You need to read what other people have done in the past to make sure that you know what works, what doesn't work, and make sure that what you propose or what you're thinking about has a potential to work. Uh, you need to be excited about it. Um, and I'll say that in the country, in the UAE, there's so many different agencies and foundations that can help you achieve your goals. So if you have the diligence, you're going to get a lot of support from outside. Um, so just don't give up. Uh, if you guys want, I'll, I, I can give you my email. Just send me an email <laughs> and I'll be more than happy to talk to you mm. on, on uh, Skype or on uh, Zoom. Uh, yeah. But uh, and, I, and I just want to say something. Um, innovation is the future. So we know all over the world, they depend on all of these uh, inventions to sustain their economies. And so we have to start thinking about innovating, use it, making something new and introducing it into the world. And that's going to be how economies will survive, mm. especially once the oil and gas are going to deplete. 100%. So remember, this is the future. We have to keep that in mind. 100 percent. Now, doctor, during the break, you told us that you took the coronavirus vaccine. <laughs> I sure did. I yes. sure did. How are you and feeling? I'm feeling great. It was it was great. Uh, we went to the to the uh, to the station to the center. I went to Ras Al Khaima. They told me there is not much, not, not many. I think it's called uh, Tawahud, the Merkaz mm. Tawahud. Uh, it was we didn't have uh, the the line was really short. I had several friends who've been through it, so I knew the line was short. Uh, I was in and out, in and out, including a 20 minutes. It's a 30 minute observation, observation period, 45 minutes. Wow, wow. amazing. And I mean, right here uh -huh. in Sharjah, they recently opened a lot of centers. Uh, a lot of hospitals have been actually giving it out. And it's completely free for any resident living right here in the UAE. And I, I, I would encourage everybody to go get it. Uh, I, I, I really love what you said. You said we have to get uh, immunized so that we can protect people who can't. Yeah. Exactly. So 
uh, it helps us out and also give you a lot more freedom. You're not. Uh, of course, you yeah, travel the, more easily, so on and so forth. The fear of getting th- corona. Yes, exactly. The, the thing is, side effects, nothing. You guys, <laughs> zero, nothing. I didn't even. Some people said, "Oh, the side of injection didn't even feel that." There didn't you have it. it. And, <laughs> been four four days now and i i feel great alhamdulillah doctor inshallah always you'll feel great thank you thank you habibi thank you dr ghalib hussaini thank you so much for joining us today and telling us about your novel breast cancer treatment we wish you the very best on all of your future endeavors and hopefully we find uh, this treatment hitting the hospitals very soon thank you very much pleasure meeting both of you and pleasure being on this station it was a pleasure having you on the show doctor thank you so much Um, Coming up on the show, we still have lots and lots in store for you all. We're going to be discussing robots finding your electrical vehicle and charging it autonomously. Keep Pulse95 locked. We'll be right back. You're You're listening listening to Pulse95. Pulse95. Check this out. Check this out. Pulse95. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we've seen uh, a lot of uh, patrol delivery services, like, for example, Kafu, right here in the UAE, where you'd park your car and you'd order Kafu and he'll come in and he'll fill up your car without you doing anything, online payment and everything. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the electric vehicle era because we are talking about robots and how they will find your electric vehicle and charge it autonomously without doing anything with your hands. Yes, indeed. The Volkswagen Group has been previewing many prototypes of mobile robots that will come ahead and charge your electrical vehicle. Now, charging infrastructure or not having charging infrastructure can definitely make or break any car industry. Electrical vehicles have been gaining traction, but not as much as they could have simply because people are worried that they're not going to have charging stations to charge their cars. And this is exactly why a lot of people around the world have been a little skeptical about embracing the electrical vehicle technology. However, the Volkswagen Group have been at the forefront of adopting a lot of different electrical vehicle tech across its product range. And they have previewed many prototypes for that concept to solve the issue of not finding enough electrical vehicle chargers. Yes, now these charging robots will drive themselves to the electric car that does need charging. Now, once it does start via an app or a car to X communication, from opening the charging socket flap to even connecting the plug and decoupling. Now, the entire charging process does happen or occur without any human interaction. Now, I'm looking at this in a bigger picture, Omnia. Mm-hmm. Ask me how. How? Great question. I'll tell you how. Because let's say, for example, you go to any mall. Let's talk about mm-hmm. Sahara Mall in Sharjah. When you go there, there's a designated parking for Tesla vehicles True. to charge. It's a wall and mount and you're good to go. Now, let's look at four, five years time. Mm-hmm. Instead of having one designated parking spot for these electric vehicles, the Tesla cars, you have these robots going through and finding the Tesla cars or any electric vehicle and charging it. That way, there's not just a designated parking spot for a Tesla car or an electric car, but for all electric vehicles. Absolutely. And if we want people to start adopting electrical vehicles more often, we do need to be able to supply them with these chargers that will help their cars function. Now, the mobile robot uh, will bring in a trailer in the form of a mobile energy storage device to the vehicle itself, and it will go ahead and connect itself to that vehicle. It will then use the energy storage device to 
charge the battery of the electrical vehicle. This means that you do not need to search for any electric outlet and it will turn basically any parking space, just like you mentioned, into a charging station. Now, the mobile energy storage device will stay with the vehicle during the whole charging process. So it's kind of like a guardian angel watching over your electrical vehicle. Now, see, with this type of technology, now I actually might think of buying an electric vehicle because, mm. again, I think num my number one concern when it did come to electric cars is where am I going to charge the vehicle, number one? And number two, how am I going to have that uh, reliability in charging it anywhere I am? But with some technology like this, number one, I can get it at a charging station, I can get it at a mall, I can get it at the patrol station, I was just gonna mention. and I can get it at home. So there's that's four areas in my life where I can charge my electric vehicle, thus opting and kind of motivating more people and incentive to get more people to buy an electric vehicle. And it's much more options. There are many more options than having a car that will basically be dependent on patrols and patrol stations. So uh, we've had this conversation before. Whenever we're talking about electrical vehicles, it's always uh, the, the thing that keeps you on edge is not having electrical chargers. So let us know your thoughts. Are you with getting in electrical vehicles? If you have more electrical chargers uh, out there, in demand and on hand. Future Talk is coming to an end, but we are opening the airwaves for the only place to be at three, the halftime show with Omar Duri. Yes, What's we, going on? We were talking about electric vehicles and your vibes are electric right here, Omar. <laughs> at the Pulse 95 studios, I can see you ecstatic. Oh man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Tell us what you have at 3 p.m. So what I have at 3 p.m. is the guest of um, 2021 2021 absolutely yeah that's a very good one and also someone who used to play for the team that I support Ooh. which team Arsenal Arsenal so he plays for he played go for Gunners. Arsenal there you go you see now you're talking my language so he played for Arsenal he played for Liverpool wow. and Jermaine Genius will be on the show today Ladies and gentlemen, I think we, we need a round of applause. Can we get a round of applause for Jermaine Genius? 100%. I mean, you can't. You just Jermaine you Pennant. Can't. You can't. You can't. <laughs> the halftime show, the only place to be at three, ladies and gentlemen. It's Omar Adur bringing you guests from all over around the world. Absolutely. And a very special guest for 2021. Absolutely. Can't wait, guys. You need to buck it up. It's going to be a great show. You have a fire show in store, so make sure you keep Pulse Find 95. <laughs> make sure you keep Pulse 95 locked. But coming, coming up, you can catch us again later. Same time, same place tomorrow from 2 to 3 p.m. Stay blessed. Stay safe. We'll see you next time. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every weekday from 2 p.m.